Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Christology Podcast. Today, we are so excited to have a special guest, Amir, and this is him and his family on the beach, and I'm going to pass it over to Dave. Thanks, Laura. Welcome, Christology Podcast. This is our second guest ever. This is Amir. My God, my God, I don't even know where to start. So we'll start with my God, Lord God, thank you for friendship. Thank you for creating us and making us to search for answers, to seek you, and um, just for the whole journey. Thank you, Lord God. We pray you guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's like to the day that we met, right? Yeah. Almost. 12 years ago. 12 years ago, we met, and we clicked, and we haven't seen each other since till last night. And you got in here about eight o'clock, and we talked nonstop for four hours. And I'm not—I don't—I know I have a podcast, but I'm not a talker, man. But with you, sir, <laughs> my goodness, we just went and went and went. So, Amir, thanks for coming. Man. <clears throat> thanks for having me, Dave. Amir was at another friend's retirement ceremony at the unit yesterday. He made, as he said, as you said, you said you made two friends. Uh, this gentleman, friend of yours, and, and me, and uh, I retired in 2014. We've kept in touch ever since. You've had a journey, man. Like We clicked because I'm from Detroit, inner city. You're from Cairo. They're similar, but they're not. But the struggle is the same. So we, we want to kind of talk about suffering, character building, perseverance, and hope. And you've been through it, man. Probably, I think, more than anybody I know, you've been through it. Oh, man, no, 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 no. You you just keep doing this. No, I I had I, I had it easy <laughs> compared to a lot. How old are you now? I don't thirty forty. Oh, you're forty. Yeah, I just turned forty. Yeah, oh. October. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so man, it's like we're learning so much. We we're like we got to stop and just hit record. <laughs> and we kept talking, talking, talking. Here's a picture. You're a bodybuilder. You're like the most giant dude I've ever seen. <laughs> We tried to talk him into giving us a picture, but he didn't want to. So he's humble. <laughs> too, too much body fat. I was <laughs> <laughs> so, man, Amir. Um, gosh, we met. You speak. What stood out at first? Well, two things. We interviewed you at the unit uh, to be a language instructor. You have you speak perfect English and perfect Arabic, and that is rare. I think. So it's like, wow, we need this guy. Yeah, can you say something? I'll put you on the spot. Do some Arabic because your English is so perfect. Do some yeah. Arabic. Okay. <laughs> Actually, he can't speak Arabic. <laughs> Not anymore. Do some Arabic. No, it'll come. Shokran gazidan ala dia fotokum. Fotokum. See, there's certain letters like fotok, like I can't hit the door. The what? 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 Yeah, just tell my dad, uh, and hopefully uh, you get better. He's, he's at, uh, in the hospital at the moment. Well, thank you, Amir, for being here with that going on. Like, you just found out last night. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to have to fly home today. Yeah, the trip short, yeah. Here's a picture of his family at church, his mom and his dad. I don't know what year that's from. Okay, back to you guys. Yeah. So thank you, man. Like, um, There's just a lot going on, so thank you for being here. Thank Anyways, you. we talk a lot 
in, in, in kind of flurries, right? Text, always mm-hmm. texting. We go through stuff. And in the last couple of years, something changed with you and with me. I guess what I'm trying to say is we, we show our weaknesses to each other. Absolutely. We're vulnerable and we find strength in that. And I love that with this podcast because I don't like it, but I, every time I face that tank and walk into that thing, there's a reward. Like, like you call him the big bad wuss. That's funny. Instead of big bad wolf. (laughs) That's great. I have never heard that. That's mine. That's mine. The trademark, but please. (laughs) (laughs) So you, uh, gosh, man, Cairo, you lived in Mahdi. Mahdi, yeah. I grew up uh, in a suburb of Cairo. Yeah, very, very, very nice. I mean, I've I've had a, a lot of fond memories of uh, of the place. It's one of the few, uh, very few areas in Cairo where it has a lot of greenery and trees. Um, it, it's it's it was a British barracks back mm-hmm. um, when the British were in uh, Egypt. And, and so it was designed all in roundabouts and, and it was actually well thought out, you know, out before and planned before. Uh, so it's very different to what you will see in, mm. in, in other areas of Cairo. Um, just just like how the downtown area is very also well, well thought out and, and implemented nicely. Oops. And we're going to pull some... Uh, <clears throat> actually, I just did. I pulled up... Um, this is... Google Earth. We were just messing with it this morning, so it's not a great shot. But this was 1985. Oh wow! Um, when you were growing up, yeah. And then, let's see. Okay, and then this is currently um, in this area here. I don't think I can use my pointer on it, but right in the middle there is um, the school. Your like elementary through high school. Yeah. Um, and you said that it used to be. Tell tell us about that picture. Yeah, that that was also uh, the, the ballpark for uh, the Americans uh, living in, in Cairo at the time. Usually uh, from the embassy, from the diplomatic mission, the Marine security guards. Before it became your school, it's it's oh, no, it's it was my school, but they rented those grounds. Mm. To, okay, to the the. the to Americans in Cairo, basically to to convert and make a ballpark for uh, for them there. I mean, it was a pretty sizable diplomatic mission in in Cairo. It was, it was the largest until until Iraq, and then Iraq became the the largest mm. American diplomatic mission in the Middle East. And the-, the reason that I put that picture up there because you said something really interesting earlier. You said that you were on one side of the fence and then on the other side of the fence. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about. Yeah, well. You know, growing up is my school, so I mean, I spent years and years there. And uh, on on weekends, if I happen to go to the school, uh, not for school purposes, but if I happen to be there, hanging out, then I I would see uh, just Americans and wearing their baseball, uh, you know, uh, clothes and and just playing ball and, and softball mostly, but. It was pretty cool to see that, and because I mean, I only saw saw those people on TV, right? That's when I ever. I mean, baseball is not a thing you see in Egypt, mm. so you, you you see those guys. Oh man, that looks like the guy in the movie. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, obviously they're all Americans, you know. So, well, mostly from from what I thought, at least. Yeah, and how old were you then? 
<clears throat> maybe the, the the image in my mind that I'm kind of referring to, I think maybe I was um, sixth or seventh grade, maybe. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you told maybe, me the progression last night. Of, like, because we interviewed you and you said, you know, how is your English so perfect? Well, I played baseball and I hung around the embassy and it was kind of like, okay, but what else? And he told me this progression last night of like, you know, he met a guy and it was just this. Yeah. He got a badge and then the. Hey, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Eric, yeah, my, my buddy, Eric. Uh, so, you know, again, just ha- I happen to be born the right right place, the right time, I guess. And, and being in Madi is, is, is such, was such a blessing at the time that um, I bumped into Eric through an Egyptian friend and Eric was uh, in Egypt with his father who, uh, was a, a Vietnam veteran working uh, as a contractor for uh, an American company. And uh, we just clicked, and, and he was my first American friend. He uh, was the person that, that I think I think he was the catalyst for me being here today in so many ways. And, and Eric's family was so gracious. Um, they took me in, and, and, and I, I, felt like, I felt like one of them immediately— uh, his brother Aaron also uh, was in the army, and actually, I think uh, at some point deployed in, in support of the unit. Uh, he's a reservist. Uh, was that at that same time frame? You were a child when you met him. So yeah, so basically around maybe nineteen years old is when I met Eric and Aaron, and, and they were so Eric is a couple years younger, and, and Aaron is uh, a couple more younger, and we just hung out, you know teenage stuff you know around Cairo and one day um, you know he said hey I, I, I'm gonna go uh, see my dad or something about his dad at the ballpark and I said sure where's the ballpark he said at the school and I was like oh dude that's 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 where I went to school and, and it was fun and we just you know strolled over there or took a taxi I can't remember uh, Maddie's very small it's like maybe all in all maybe like four square mile or something and you can fact check me. I don't know that. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to give how small, you know, an idea of how small it is. But I'm know. just, I, I'm just flipping real quick. I just wanted to show a picture of this video game um, that you used to play as a child. Yeah. And um, we'll come back to that and why that's so fun. A fun little fact. Yeah. All right. Back to your story. Yeah. So, uh, so we stroll over there, and 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 now I'm on the other side of the fence. Like I, like I said last night, you know. Yeah. A few years earlier, I was I was watching, sitting in the grass, and just on a nice, beautiful, sunny day in, in Cairo, watching Americans playing ball. And now I'm here, getting introduced to to all of those Americans. And uh, you know, I'm I, I was at the time very very extroverted and just had a lot of passion of getting to know people and energy and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just immediately started talking to people, and, and it was a group of guys standing there by uh, their their uh, dugout, and uh, you know they were about to play, and all well built, you know, looked similar age group, and, and I was like gravitated immediately to those guys, mm-hmm. and I, I remember either asked Eric who are those guys or, or how can I play with them, and he said. You know, he introduced me to one of them, and, and, and they said, yeah, we are the Marines and, uh, you know, Marine security guards at the embassy. And we just had a conversation, and and, and immediately I was gravitated to those guys. And, and in my mind, at, at this moment, 
I thought I want to be a Marine. But at the, but this moment also, you know, there were things that had, you know, transpired before that I already knew so much about the U.S. military from like movies like Black Hawk Down, you know. And, and so I had a – so when they said that, immediately some images played in my mind from the movie – at the time, I, I I didn't really discern much between what a, what a marine is, a ranger, or I didn't know much about the military at the mm. time. But but that was the, a big door opener to learning more about them, and 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 they were very true. Truly, the Marines do a, a great job on showing that pride. They have that. They carry it around. Yeah. It's just like For sure. and, and it's just energetic and energizing. Yeah. And just from there, I immediately you know clicked with them and 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 i asked to play ball with them and i and and then from one person from eric to to literally i think hundreds of americans in in cairo that came through the the you know for the mission with their state department or other agencies and or marines or other military personnel till i ended up uh with with christine my wife i think what what I'm, what's coming to me as you're talking every time, but especially right now, is this heaviness that you have, but not. It's also an attraction. It's what makes you you. And like, I hate to bring this up, but I, I love to bring it up because I want. Let's honor your sister, my brother. I lost a brother. You lost a sister early on in life mm-hmm. to cancer, and I mean that shapes us absolutely. And just to be honest, this is a Christology podcast. That means we're talking about who Christ is. So hmm. you, we were talking last night, you know, and your faith was strong back then, and then it wasn't for times, and that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. When we were talking last night, and, uh, you know, I, and I, uh, I mentioned the equation thing, and, yeah. and then I was saying, you know, for me, you know, I, I, was, I was born and raised Christian in Egypt, and, and, and that, uh, f- for those who may not know, it's called... Coptic Christian, and, and I would be referred to as a Copt, which are, we're, we're kind of a an ethno religious group uh, within within Egypt. You know, I think the, the figures could be like people say from five to ten percent. You know, of the population, um, we we pride ourselves of being indigenous folks. You know, of, of Egypt before all the occupiers came out. You know, over the years. And, uh, so, so faith was part of my life all the time. I mean, I, I was telling Dave also last night and Christine before I left and thinking to myself, well, sometimes I feel faith is not that much in my life anymore. You know, it's not the same way it used to be Mm. comparatively and, and not, not even in the same way anymore. Like even, even if there's any of it, you know, to a degree compared to before, it's just not the same way I'm used to seeing it. The image is different, distorted or, or new or mm. updated. So, so for me, I was struggling to come on the podcast and, and, and try, you know, and represent something that I may not be the best representative of anymore. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. I have a question about that, though. Um, just backing up a little bit. So growing up, you you were a Christian. Was that difficult being the minority? And um, Absolutely. was, uh, I mean, was your family very, you know, did you go to church? Did you worship at home? Like like what I would consider as an American Christian going up. And then um, could you be openly 
Christian? Were you in a neighborhood that that was, you know, okay? Or I, I, I'm really dumb on the topic. So hopefully there's some other dumb people out there with me. No, you're, you're not dumb, Laura. But uh, so, so yeah, actually awesome questions. Thank you for asking them. So yes and no to some of the hardship, you know, uh, it may not be a daily thing, but it is a daily thing depending on the situation, depending who you are, where you live, who you're dealing with and what kind of transaction you have in with the other person and also how their faith affects them. So uh, Egypt is a predominantly Muslim nation. Uh, with Muslim laws and, and uh, you know, uh, there are a percentage of extremists there, but also a very high percentage of ignorance and, <laughs> and un, you know, uneducation, you know, it's just illiteracy. And so, so you have to, so the bad guy could be a bad guy intentionally or unintentionally. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody who just doesn't accept you because he was taught hate from day one mm-hmm. because yeah. that's just what they did. Uh, whether it's a self-preservation mechanism they did because they didn't want their kids to be, you know, influenced by our faith in a way or another, mm-hmm. or because that person is Muslim Brotherhood or, or, or uh, you know, Islamic Jihad or any of those, you know, uh, radicalized Muslim groups that, that has malintent in their heart for you too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I've dealt with uh, with all of them. I've dealt with the whole rainbow you know of of in the society i've dealt with very poor people in egypt i've dealt with very rich and wealthy people in egypt and and everything in between and yeah most of the time yeah it was my life so so i didn't know any different so for me it was the normal but the truth is on so many occasions it was hard and was difficult and, and and discrimination was just part of the daily life and also you know uh there were flare-ups where, where, where certain events took place and transpired that, that the, the hate was completely, you know, hate. we hate you. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, I don't know if this corresponds at all to what um, Amir's talking about, but you were in Egypt during a, a difficult time. Is it the same thing, or should we save that for another conversation? Well, what, what helped me was... so. That was happened before we met. Is that right? Yeah. All, all this is basically, like, you know, day born all the way to to meeting Eric, for example, in two thousand and around. I think two thousand and two, or yeah, is is where the ballpark thing started, or three max. I, I can't, you know, can't but pin pin the date because I'm your interview at old. the unit was. 2012? Yeah. Okay, so the Arab Spring was twenty eleven. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. And I was happened to be in Cairo and we yeah. you know I've told the story, but yeah. I had learned Arabic the year before, Levantine mm-hmm. and some culture and lived with the Druze family that was just the, you know, harvested olives and made olive oil. It was the eye opening. It changed my life. So I knew I was in Cairo having coffee working my Arabic trying to and this, I heard we heard this mob coming down the street, and the shopkeeper's eyes got big. And we had just been talking for two or three minutes. He saw them come, and I was just, he said, You got to come with me. And like, I believed him. I knew that I was his guest. And he took me in the back of the, his clothing shop and like put me behind some t shirts, and they came through. And, you know, then I realized the magnitude of it. But <laughs> so it's like dangerous. But but yet there's this love there. That's what man. That's what 
I'm trying to get at. And that's what's in you. And uh, we're interviewing you at the unit. Laura, you asked me the other day, and he, 2012, so not even a year after this, his whole country is changing. Yeah, and, and to put in perspective quickly, it was a year before that I moved to the U.S. too. So, oh. so in, two, oh. in 2000. Wow. In 2000, yeah, it, it was really, it was really, um, you know, really crazy but i mean dave knows knows the story all over the story so the the, the gaps will will be filled quickly for him but basically did maybe you want me Take to just time. Yeah, say no. qu- quickly what happened yeah so so you know to fast forward the events to give you know listeners or or viewers a, an idea on you know the timeline of things so so yes ballpark the marines the passion for 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 belonging to to a group that took me in whether it's eric's family uh, and Aaron and, and his father Paul and, and brother Daniel Birgit, um, you know uh, that's everybody. I just wanted to mention their name because I, I wanted to honor all of them. Um, to to the Marines, to you know Philip Bauer uh, is, is, a, is a very close friend of mine from one of those Marine security guards. To 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 going through all and eventually meeting. Uh, my wife Christine and, and and us getting married and and then the decision for me to join the military uh, has come and and then 2010 is when I first moved to America and then 2011 Dave is in Egypt 2012 I'm interviewing <laughs> he's interviewing me uh, you know and 12 years later now he's interviewing me again so it makes me think <laughs> oh that's that, great makes me think that he just every time every time we have to see yeah, her, yeah he's seeing he wants to make an interview so <laughs> there's an obsession there i don't know why <laughs> i don't either but bro like how many other people am i like that with laura like <laughs> not many not many non-sexual man crushes <laughs> so. okay moving on <laughs> hey, is what it is sorry paul <laughs> i'm moving in oh, no you just there's this freaking my wife calls me gay all the time because of those those those, there's uh, an attra- those friendships. <laughs> there's an attraction to your heart, and I'm always trying to get at heart. When I coached high school football, somebody said it's not about about heart, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, I'm not coaching here." Then, like, yes, it's all about heart, and I'm not saying our hearts are inherently good, but what I'm seeing, observing what I'm seeing, is that suffering. I can see it in your eyes right now, man. You've suffered like nobody I know. Uh, builds this character. You just were talking about names because you want to honor them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who does that? I can't remember any of the names. We should do that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Character. Yeah, that's just good. Perseverance. Right. You know, he he's uh, leads to hope. Yeah. Making a life. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I I just wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for all those people and 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 their and their grace. I mean, those people. Again, you're living in a country where you've never felt like it's home, and you suddenly bump into random people to not from your country. They're, maybe they're not supposed to be there even, but they lend a hand and they 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 show what what I always thought America was. I mean, I I learned about America from TV and movies and shows and music, and then harsh reality. It, well, <laughs> the, the you know the the. The yin yang, right? The the, yeah. the little black dot in the in the big white, you know, part. But so 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 it was, so, so without them, I wouldn't have been here in so many ways. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for them and their willingness to be who they are and, and in their kindness and, and in every way. I mean, to include Christine, my wife, and, you know, what, what she put up with all through the years, you know. So, uh, but look what's happening. I think the the uh, on on a micro level, like we're we're bypassing racism or whatever you want to call it. All you know, Arab American. Just you're a Coptic Christian, but just mm-hmm. all these problems that are in the news. Solutions are happening on a micro level, but on the macro, we see disaster and chaos and end of the world. Yeah. You know, there's always something going on. Yeah, it's 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 easier it's easier for 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 any group of people to just profile another group of people. And I mean, one of my best friends is is Ahmed, and you know, he probably I'll send them a link. Uh, but you know, he's <laughs> Ahmed. You know, he's 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 a lifelong friend. You know born raised muslim still muslim you know and uh so so it's it's can't villainize and 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 make a whole group of people bad you know like i said there there are some excuses for 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 some that hate unintentionally there are people that hate unintentionally whether they're just getting dragged because of the flow of the current of others around them is just going they're just going that way and they're going along um, or, or and, and and indeed some exist, but I think there are very minority in in, in all societies that ex- that that intentionally hate. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That's such a good point. Um, so he was your best friend as you were growing up mm-hmm. as a child. Yep, and you know, um, you know, obviously one 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 of one of many, but he's one of the few that I continued to keep in touch with after leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Egypt, and uh, he, he lives in Canada now, and we're still in touch with mm. almost text daily. Um, and, and, and so many other, you know, again, so many other Muslim friends that I, you know, I still keep in touch maybe every few months or a couple of years. We just reach out to each other and just check on one another. But, you know, I was very lucky to, again, have been brought up in Mahdi where there were moderate Egyptians in general, they were mm. more educated, you know, they, they, they didn't, you, even if the imam in the mosque was preaching hate, mm. they weren't listening or they didn't care. You know, they, they zoned that part out. They, they were there for their spiritual religious purposes, not for, not interested in let's leave the mosque and go kill all the Jews and the Christians around, you know. Yeah. I don't think that's said enough, right? No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. <clears throat> or, or dug into, or you know, hey, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, that's why I was asking. You know, you were friends as children. Did um, I mean? Did it even matter? I think as kids, we don't care about any of that. No. But do parents interfere? And it sounds like they weren't that type of family. Or, um, but it's no, no, I, interesting I, culturally. Yeah, this specific family, uh, Ahmed's family, but also uh, some of the other close uh, Muslim friends I had. Uh, never felt that I was treated differently by by their families, but but Ahmed's family is, is more specific and more unique because to me it's like Eric's family. Also, I felt another that was another home I had fully. Like I can walk in, open the fridge, and, and grab something. <laughs> you know, I feel it feels like Joey and friends. <laughs> what's your what's your struggle now, Amir? What's what's in your heart 
No. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, what's not? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, years and years of, of seeing things happening and, and transpiring in my life, uh, multiple traumas and, 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 and painful events uh, that I've, uh, that I've seen and experienced. And, uh, some some victories and some you know and a lot of blessings a lot of uh, along the way and but 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 like I said to you last night when I started you know you know let me let me clarify this because so so people can understand so Je- Jesus at the center well in a different way for me today you know be- before before when I was born raised Christian Jesus was at the center because. That's what I was taught. That's how I was raised. That was my faith. And also as a Coptic Christian, it was my identity. Because, you know, for example, as a Christian in America, in a way, in a way, you're not discriminated against in yeah. that way. Yeah, and, and there's some religious, obviously, uh, you know, friction in America just as anywhere else in the world. But but maybe somebody, you know, a Jew would, 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 would empathize with me more. And understand me. Me and a Jew would, would would know one another more because that's interesting. The level of persecution around the world yeah. oh, right. to us as as a very minuscule minority, you know, it's more uh, relatable. Yes. So so it was my identity as well. So just like how you know, I I, I came to learn about my Jewish DNA. Like I told you later in life, you know, that I have a little bit of uh, Jewish in me, and 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 that made me learn more about you know, the Jewish people. Uh, but I learned also that being a Jew, for example, for, for, for a Jew, not necessarily means I'm Jewish by, by religious, by, by, by religious affiliation. It's an ethnicity. It's mm-hmm. a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a belonging to a group of, so eventually I learned, huh, well, that's what a Coptic Christian is. It's an ethno religious group as well. You're, you're not just a, a Christian because you believe in Christ and, and you go to church and do those things, but also because you belong to that specific group of deep people. tradition. Correct. Very deep in and, and, and shared DNA, the, the whole deal, you know, like yeah. you can identify that group of people. So, Like the first church. It, correct, in, in so many ways. And Alexandria, you know, where a lot of this started. So, so again, I say this because... You know, I was hesitant to come on the podcast. I was hesitant because I'm not the best person in, in my own judgment to to be representing any of this at the moment. You know, because of the challenges I have in in in, in how I'm addressing them. You're actually awesome, Amir. Like this is such a great podcast. I'm really enjoying it. So keep going. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm not awesome. <laughs> keep saying that. It could be Jesus at the center? Question mark. Like for conversation, it's not a command. <laughs> absolutely, and 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 that's why the reason I wanted to mention it is because as I was struggling with the thought, you know, man, Dave wants to interview me again. Gosh, this guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not enough what happened the first time. Uh, so so <laughs> so I'm thinking about it, and and I'm I'm dreading, you know, the the acceptance, right, and and doing this. But yeah. he's really dear to me, and I want to do this for him. Because I'm honoring him as well as he as he also you know because I, I mentioned all those lists of people but but Dave also is on that list mm. right and and uh, and the other gentleman that I attended his retirement yesterday so so 
I, I struggled and I was even talking to Christina. I'm like, what do I tell him? What do I tell him I'm, I'm in a doubt phase now. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm investigating Jesus now. I'm putting Jesus on a stand and talking. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm even investigating God, you know, like in, in, in all sense, right? Um, and, and those who are cl- close to me enough, I say that too. You know, not a lot of people know that. So, so how do I do this? And then I realized, hmm, well, it's my identity. It's always been my identity. So, so uh, whether I call myself Christian today, I call myself Amir, I call myself anything, the truth is I am a Coptic Christian. Hmm. And, I, I, and that was a huge part of my life for till this day, and it probably will go to, with me to the grave. So, so Jesus was and still at the center in so many ways because my values, the way I was brought up, Things that affected me from the Bible and shaped my way of thinking and my perception of humanity and how I treated Muslims, even though I was treated bad by some mm-hmm. and, and my fellow Egyptians at the time, you know, it, it all ties in. So so whether Jesus is at the center now in, 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 in what I said last night in a good or a bad way in my, you know, in my book, right, it's like it's, it, whether it's a distorted image or the perfect image that that some Christians will, will immediately show to me now, it doesn't matter because he's still there in a way or another. And so, so that's why what we were talking about last, last night. I said, yeah. I'm, 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 you know, investigating him versus, yeah. versus just following him. Versus defending him and yeah. blindly, which is what I did for a long time, which to me is more uh, commendable than just a, what, what, yep. You know, not looking into it. Yeah, and 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 a lot of people. Are, you know, I, I mean, again, I have I have I have those deep conversations with with Dave, and sometimes even with Ahmed, my friend, and and I say things to him even more, way more challenging because we're to, totally different faith too, and so I would th- throw very strong questions and arguments at him, and um, you know, it's 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 just my way of. I, I want to know. And the, the thing is, everybody rushes to the aid of God mm. in wh- whatever form they call him. Mm. Whether you call him Allah, Jesus, or, or if there's anything else people use, people rush to defend God because everybody's God's attorney. <laughs> well, you know, in my book, if God is God, let him be the big boy. Why are you, right? why are you in, in his aid? Why do you have to defend his right. aid? You know, why don't you just let him represent himself, you know? and I, Yeah, that's a great question. Like, and um, you said researching or digging into it. I mean, that's the whole podcast. These are such great ideas that, you know, we don't always think about. Yeah, so, so, I, so, so, so I say all this to say, yeah, I, I made the decision to come on because I don't do things not from the heart. I can't. There's no way. So, so you know... Unless you give me a script, I'll read it, and then that's a different story. But so, so I wanted to do it from the heart, and 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 that's how the evolution of my decision to to do it, not let you down, honor you, and at the same time talk about talk about something relevant to whoever wants to listen yeah. to something. Well, and you told you me know. some things last night that that <laughs> I just want to like vouch for in as much as I can with my, what I've. I've told my story a million times. I'm sick of it. I don't know why everybody else isn't sick of it, (laughs) but I will use it as long as people want to hear it to God's glory. I've seen a lot. I've talked about a lot, maybe half of it. You told me some things that 
that I'd never, that I could never imagine. And there were brutal, just observations that you saw mm-hmm. and super painful, man. And that's what shapes us. And that happened to me in Detroit, in Michigan growing up, I was just abused. And uh, I was doing a podcast with Tom Brown, the Australian SAS, and he asked me about my childhood and that would never happen here. I'm not going to be fearful now of unit of my unit that I used to, that I gave 10 years of my life to, mm. right? Cause this is taboo. I'm not going to talk about things I don't need to talk about, but I am going to be vulnerable and say, man, there was some crazy stuff that happened and we were just hitting on it. You know, I had this stepbrother abuse me and my little brother who's dead now, who hung himself because he couldn't work that crap out. Mm-hmm. Had he talked about it, like the more I talk about it, the better I get. And you're, you knew right away, you're like, man, that's what made you able to do selection and go to rip it, make it in the Rangers twice. And you're absolutely right. Because mm-hmm. when I see athletes and we're walking 50 miles today and we're at 26 and, and they're like, oh, my feet hurt. I'm like, that's just physical pain, man. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you nailed it. Like, so it, it motivates me more and more. That's how, exactly how I made it. No, I definitely would, you know, it, and it's, it's, it's really, for lack of better words at the moment, it's really funny when I hear Dave saying that I've seen painful stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to, to me, I sit here and I look at Dave and I'm like, man, I feel sorry for Dave. I think Dave seen more painful stuff, you know, and, and, and to, to put it in context, you know, I, you know, this guy is a, is a, you know, military elite warrior, you know specifically a unit member at, the, at some point and you know i yeah, while i had dreams about belonging to that group one day in my life played a video game yeah. <laughs> called delta force um you know all, all those things and then i just take a moment and think about what any of this group of people may have seen how they have went through it and and the effects understanding trauma in general just because i have a complex trauma in my life you know i i I project that trauma on him and i can almost feel Mm. and see what he's been through playing in my mind so so when 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 i'm shocked to see him shocked to 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 my traumas (laughs) but but you know trauma is trauma and, and wherever you acquire it it doesn't really matter the source of trauma that's why for example ptsd as, as just a, as a label for for all of our challenges, right? Um, you know, it's it's it doesn't matter where you acquired it from. I, at yeah. one point, I was really mad that my my uh, my trauma wasn't acquired from something cool that I can mm. <laughs> go around and say, "Hey, man, I I did this and that, and look at me." Uh, you know, uh, let me tell you that doesn't work though because I did the same <clears> thing <throat> when I went back in the army and after nine eleven, I said all right, now I'm going to do another war and that'll make four wars. I can blame anything on that. And I did. And I drank alcohol again, which I can't do. I'm a recovering alcoholic, mm. 15 years sober this July. And, uh, and I did exactly that and I used it, but I destroyed myself. So it, it didn't work. It wasn't real. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I'm sorry, Laura. And I share a little bit of that with you too, because at some point I was, I was a victim in my mind too, in so mm. many ways, you know. I I was just going to say that, um, like, I had trauma in my life, but I had no idea that I had trauma in my life. Like, because it wasn't 
like everybody else's, it wasn't. Um, I totally get what you're saying because because the military brought attention to uh, to PTSD in general. Yeah, you know, I mean, those who had it, those who had the the label, or those who had had been through clear traumatic events had it. But 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 there's there's trauma acquired over a period of time. There's trauma acquired from one instance. So there's you know just like any wound physically, you know, you can get a scratch, or you can get a stab. Or you can get scratched over a million times over a million days, and you know. So, so whether whether however you acquire your trauma and where you acquire it from, and, and the depth and the, the that's all personal. And, and and again, I didn't know about my traumas that they were called traumas, mm. you know, till till really I went through the the army and and, and had my uh, little issues there, you know. And they may have not been little, but I, I, at the moment I'm just gonna downplay that. But but the bottom line is, then you you when you're finally done with having trauma is when you learn about trauma. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's funny I, as as I think about military members in general and, and unit members very specifically, just because I'm very fond of of Dave here and <laughs> my other friend. You know, uh, it's amazing to see them functioning just fine doing doing the best that the best can do in the world and then you know their traumas is not acquired at, at the last day of service mm. but their yeah. trauma doesn't show yeah. till after service maybe you, you you because you 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 one maybe you don't call it trauma two maybe you're not knowledgeable about trauma or three you know you're basically pushing stuff on the side because you got business to do you Mm -hmm. you're at work you're just doing what you do and and then when you're done when you're out and then suddenly now you you reflect you reflect on the good you reflect on the hardships you reflect you reflect and then suddenly something like pepper scratches you know the surface and opens that bottle like we said yeah yeah and then and then the pus comes out (laughs) right yeah and then it's a matter what you do with it and um you know, sometimes it's not something cool. Like I, I'm just thinking about a lot of some people are truly aren't affected by a lot of the crap. That's cool. I th- tend to think they had good normal upbringings, or or they grew up with Jesus in their life and they knew maybe that you can just let go. You know, that I think is probably the biggest problem, or it was the biggest problem for me was that. Um, I didn't have to solve every problem. I always say that that's a woman thing that we feel like we have to make everything perfect. But, um, well, Amir, I, you, you know, I wouldn't be alive without Laura, like for sure. I mean, <laughs> I told him a little bit about suicide to red carpet and not to make it about me, but we relate. I can't, I don't talk to my unit friends about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, we never will. <laughs> you know, and, and it, it, yeah, and the, and the very strange thing is too. I mean, not a lot of people I talk to about the, uh, the those things either. And then even sharing here with everybody what how I'm feeling <laughs> at the moment, it's because Dave is here. Mm. So, so in another setting, I wouldn't be talking like this. In another setting, I wouldn't be sharing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it just happened. And again, it's 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 that magic we 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 talked about yesterday, and the, you know, and how just we intersected at one point and uh 
you know, in that interview and, and, and it's just. But you'll see like this man from Romania sent me a message on, on Instagram. <clears throat> Thank you for this. And I have a question and it was like, and then somebody from, um, well, Africa, Sierra Leone, you know, I'm, I'm teaching at Paradise Church of God in Sierra Leone. What? It, it, it's weird how it happened, but like now they want me to do it more. I'm like, why? <laughs> Come on, you're Super Dave. They call me Super Dave. I'm like, that's fine. It's so funny and cute, but like, that's I won't let go of that. That is so rewarding. And then you'll see it, it'll it'll happen with you. People will be like, hey, can you ask Amir why or this and this and that? And it's like, okay, that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. That's why we get vulnerable. I'll, I'll trust. I'll trust Dave and the process here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, nobody asks me anything. <laughs> you know, most of the time, I don't think people uh, want my opinion on much. Really, I, I have very strong opinions too. So I may, I may repulse some, but. But uh, when you go to the Middle East, I was in Jerusalem. I was in Cairo. I was deep inside the Great Pyramid. And I was talking. We were talking about the air. There is just something like when I look in your eyes, when I see your parents, I see history. And it's so important that we interpret and know scripture and our Lord in that context of history as as much as we can. And when we can, when we have a a person whose, you know, family lines are directly from the first church, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is a treasure that we Thanks. need to Cherish and love, and and I realized last night, Lord, and it feels so corny saying this, but like something told me to treasure this friendship with you, and so I have, and you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it could it could have been totally just hey. Uh, I mean, I've I've met a lot of other people in in that in the process of the interview, and and like I said yesterday, only two people out of the unit people that I met. You know they've become dear friends of mine, and it's uh, just uh, you know how I honored uh, the other gentleman, and I'm just cautious to throw names out because just in case he doesn't want to yeah. be named. But but the bottom line, just how I honored him yesterday. Oh yeah, I honored him for for being for being a human being. He he was just being himself. He was not doing anything extra. He was not, he was not going through all what a unit person needs to go through to get to become a unit member. For example, all he did was just be kind to me and maintain that friendship. And we, we were able to just, and and our friendship is totally different than, you know, me and Dave's in, in the way that we're able to, I told Dave yesterday, we're able to just talk, talk, talk. We can talk forever with the other gentlemen very few talk happens just because of his nature as a, as a, as a human being. And, and it's just the type of relationship, but we, we share other things and, and, and it could be just, Hey, thanks for, thanks. Thanks for your friendship. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Or, or, Hey man, I'm going through this and, 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 and just bounce it by him. And, and he gives me feedback and gets me on my feet very quickly. Very short, very short, sweet conversations, usually over text. And, and we've met, you know, over the years, you know, a number of times, but those positive interactions and, 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 and those steps as a human being, and I know he's a Christian, you know, and, and however, however, or wherever that kindness that he possesses came from and projects, that's what, that's what, you know, how he helped me. That's and, the essence of what we're, we're looking to get at. And Laura, I was just saying he's, it was quiet, you know, 
retirement ceremony, blah, blah, blah. Any comments? Crickets. And Amir spoke. And I was like, that is so big. And that's what he's referring to. He, you know, recognized his being a good human. You know, yeah, all, okay, all the war stories, that's cool, that's awesome, all the awards, right on. But this guy's also a, a good human, and here's why. But him speaking up is kind of reminding me of the football game where the, you know, the guy who I knew was a private who's now in leadership, I said, how's that feel? Said, that, that feels good. And then he corrected himself real quick because he didn't want to feel real good because you can't. You can't. Yeah, I I kind of felt that at my retirement ceremony too. Like they do all the awards, they do all the whatever, and then um, you know some people actually said something, which was so rare. I didn't know that anybody liked me when I retired until that moment. You know, it's ten years later. I'm like, you could have said something sooner so that you know I'd feel more comfortable here. But um, you got the camera on you, right? Because I'm going to try and make you cry. Yes. Now it's off. <laughs> Master Sergeant Laura Miller, Legion of Merit, right? Yes. How about that award, man? I didn't even get that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't I know didn't, I didn't why get, either. It's oh, like trust me, I didn't get any. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's cool, but yeah, and, and I know who you're talking about. Who's people that said things? I wasn't there, but that says so much. Grown men cried. When Laura left, she was the vet tech at the unit for nine years. Ten? Give me that extra year. Okay, we'll round long. up. And <laughs> Leap year. She, she was the first one there. And when she went to apply, mm. she was a bit in the big army for 16 years. Nah. She applied, and her boss said, what? He said they won't hire a woman. And I said, well, they sent me an application, so I'm going to try anyway. <laughs> Made like you, yeah, watch this. Long time ago. <laughs> I like it, but you did it. Yeah. So, you 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 said something, and and about and Dave, you were talking about history and and religion and the intersect of that. And, and usually, in my you know, as I examine religion, as I examine God, as I'm going through my struggles, and like you said, what's on what's on your life at the moment, and and all those things. You know. If any time, if at any point in time you examine any idea or examine any logic in in a silo, you're just harming yourself. Amen. Yeah, this because this is how you end up not knowing anything. You just you you could get very good at knowing one thing, but but how it ties into life, mm. how it ties with everything else. I mean, if if you're if you're a very religious person. In, in, in any religious group or even any political side of the aisle, and you're ingrained in that only, and I ask you a question outside of that, you'll be thrown off balance quickly. Yeah. Because all you know and all you can answer me with, like it's just a very typical if you ask a question that challenges religion, and specifically, let's say, Christianity in a way. Uh, because I just don't want to point fingers at other religions is, is all I'm trying to say here. Uh, and if all you can answer me is from the Bible, you've lost. Mm. You've lost because you don't know anything else. Well, what if I'm doubting the whole Bible? Yeah. And you know, and that's all you know. So yeah. you're you're really hurting yourself by by going in, not out. Sort of predetermining 
exactly your yeah you're you're, you're knowing you're no, you already know the truth in your mind yeah. so you're not mm-hmm. really seeking the truth anymore right you're, oh, you're right. going in knowing it so well in mm-hmm. and, and and you're answering your questions from your own truth so so you're you're it's like looking in a mirror but thinking you're looking in a different world because it's mm-hmm. it's there yeah that's but it's, great but it's actually nothing but a reflection at you and and what you already thought yeah so so that's why again it's very critical what you said about you're you're exploring religion, whether for the first time or the millionth time you're reading the same thing. It's it it makes it makes a huge difference knowing the history. I mean, it, I, I have to drop this because I, I I like it, you know. Which is, it's it, it, sometimes I see that some some of the anti Semites, for example, are Christians. And in my mind, do you, I'm like thinking, do you know that you worship a Jew? Yeah. Mm. Your God is a Jew. Yeah, you couldn't be or, more uninformed than that. I, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, your God is Jewish. That blows my mind. He was, he, he, he was never anything else. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, if we call him Christ, if we call, him, uh, if we call his followers Christians, that's just a, a, a choice to call, to call that. But the guy was born and raised a Jew. You know, I mean, so... so so taking things out of context, like as in Jesus, for example, and making Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a Westerner, for example, you take Jesus, make him a Westerner. If you're, if you're an African and think Jesus was African, whatever, you know, in what context, right? If you make him that, you're making him a reflection of who you are. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's make not God the truth. It's yep. not the truth. Right. It's just your truth. It's right. what you want him to be because that's the image that you're comfortable with Absolutely. outside of context. Absolutely. And he yeah. can handle it. Jesus, you know, if he is... That's the point. If he is who he says he is, let's find out. Yeah. If yeah. not, let's move forward. But I, that question needs to be answered. Can we uh, call this part one? Yep. Uh, take a break in a second. We will come back and talk about uh, some of the things you went through and wh- whatever else. We'll finish it up because you have to get home. But again, thank you so much. We will be back with part two. Thanks, Dan.